Today, Jim calls up a guy who sold $1 million on Amazon in his first 17 months. And get this, he did it while working full-time at a real job. His wife works full-time in her career as well, and they have two young children. That's inspirational. You'll love the simplicity of the model they're using to find great products to sell. Let's listen in on their call, starting right now. Hey, welcome back to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim Cockrum, as always. And today, we've got a guest who is a member of our free Facebook community. He's been around a while. He's been building his business for a while, but I just loved his story. He left a post in our Facebook group. That's where all this started. And I said, wow, I've got to talk to this guy. So we set a date, <laughs> set an appointment, and here's Eric joining us now. Now, here's what I'm going to do, listener, just for your, so you can follow up and do your homework on this. I'm going to leave a link to the post that he made in the show notes today. So just like always, if you go to silentgym.com slash podcast, look up the show notes for today's episode. You can go see Eric, see the post he made and the great conversation that's around it. But basically the post, and I'll summarize it and then we'll dig into it. Okay, Eric? But this, I'll summarize it is he went from knowing basically nothing about selling online to selling a million dollars of product at nice margins in a very short period of time mainly wholesale, a little bit of RA and OA, retail arbitrage thrown in the mix, but predominantly wholesale. And I'm excited by the simplicity of the strategy that he's using, and I wanted to share it. So how's that for a setup, Eric? Sounds great, Jim. Awesome, man. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much. We had a great conversation before, and we're going to fill people in on the best parts. Uh, but this is so cool that you actually work full-time as, as does your wife. you got a couple young kiddos at home. Uh, you said a three-year-old little girl and a four-year-old son, right? So That's correct. That sounds like chaos, <laughs> but you guys have figured it out. Let's talk about it a little bit. Tell us your story. All right. So I'm a 30-something who lives in New Jersey. I met my wife at school. We moved down here where she's from because I got tired of shoveling snow. And we decided to have a family. So we have a four-year-old son and a three-year-old daughter. At that point, stuff becomes kind of hectic. You really don't have time to be standing in a line or at a store for hours on end, scanning all the products and checking everything out uh, to see what can sell online and what can't. Yeah, you're talking about like retail arbitrage strategies, which is a place a lot of people start. But long term, we're not excited about that model. It's a good way to start. But yeah, you guys moved away from that really quickly, didn't you? We did move away. It took about 30 days. But in um, Jim's book, The Silent Sales Machine, it says to... You go to retail arbitrage to start and then create cash flow for yourself. Just create some cash on your books just so you get how to list and before you dive deep into anything so you actually have an idea of what's going on and how to do it. And then you create cash and then you actually get actual funds that you can use for when you need to get into something bigger like wholesale like we do. Um, but you don't have to be that big to get into wholesale. Most of my wholesalers accept actually minimum orders of $100. They don't actually require anything crazy like $1,500 orders or anything. Um, so... Yeah, so you guys transitioned very quickly from our what we call around here our inch deep, mile wide. Like sell anything that yeah. you can flip for a profit. Put a few dollars in the bank. Get your confidence level. But at 30 days in, you were jumping into wholesaling. I love that. That's I mean, talk about stepping through the steps. Now, uh, what was that transition like? Fill us in. Is there any lessons there you can teach us what it feel like to go from RA and standing in line, you know, at, at retail stores with, you know, with a couple young kids screaming in the candy aisle, right? I mean, like, <laughs> come on, like, you can't well, yeah, do we, that. 
for hours on end without going nuts. <laughs> yeah, you get about 20 minutes at Walmart with, before your children start saying, we want to go to the toy aisle, or, oh, look, there's bubbles, or, oh, look, there's this, or, oh, are you buying that for us? Oh, and then they rip it open in the cart, and you go, oh, there there goes all the money I could have made on that. So <laughs> so true. So you look at really quick that, oh, buy, so and then you stand on a line. So some you have some good cashiers who are fast, love their job, happy, talk to you, hey, how's it going? Other people are just unhappy with their job and just, you know, they just see it as an inconvenience for coming in their line with so much stuff. But you still get through it either way. Yeah. Well, but we've, we've built stuff. our life. I'll let you go into wholesale in a second, but we have built our life, buddy. Talk about how much I don't like lines. Anytime there's a line of people waiting for anything, I build my life around avoiding that. I just like, I don't do lines. My kids, my kids, like, if there's more than two people in a line anywhere, anytime, they're like, we're not going to do that, are we? I'm like, nope, we don't do it. They've, I've trained them well. No lines. Yeah. The self-checkout. I've learned, like, I love now love self-checkout, even though I know it's bad for people who want to go to work and to remove cashier jobs to be a self, to be self-checkout. But sometimes it's just so much faster to be, like, checking things out. And there's some products that I sell that some, some in the beginning, I was more uncomfortable buying as a man, like, women's tampons and things like that, you'd be like uncomfortable buying at a store. <laughs> you got to swallow like, your pride, man. Yeah, get in there. Yeah. Get in there. Some of those hardcore retail guys, man, it's like a whole cart full of that stuff you'd never buy as a dude, but you got a whole cart full of it. Right? <laughs> those are the retail like, arbitrage yeah, stories. Buying all this stuff. And then they're like, they, you kind of get funny looks and same things. You're like, all right, yeah. Sure. And you just, once you just accept that you're going to look strange, but there's a really great quote out there from Jerry Rice who said, do what others can't now so you can do what others can't later. So it's like really like do Love just swallow it. your pride, take care of it now, and then later you'll be able to do great it things. It reminds me of the uh, I Promise listener. We're going to get into wholesale in a minute, but let us have a little bit of fun. Okay, come on here. Uh, the, yeah. the Dave Ramsey quote, live like no one else now so you can live like no one else later. Kind of, you know, yeah. same type of thing, right? I love it. Definitely it. echoes on that. But with the wholesale thing, so when you get a wholesaler, you can actually order – you're just like on a whim. You're like, oh, I need 100 of these tomorrow. Well, I need 100 of these items. Then you just contact your wholesaler. Like, I need 100 of these. And they say, great. We'll send them out to you in five days. And there's no staying in line. A box truck shows up to your house and drops a, a pallet in your you know, – I have a garage. So they bring it here in my little 20 by 20 garage and now I have 100 or whatever products in here and you just keep adding from there. And then they start dropping off bigger and bigger pallets and then – you know, there's no there's no limit at that point to how many of an item that you can buy, which I think yeah, is key. It's just, just replenishing. Yeah. Now I, I, we talked a little bit. I want to talk a little bit about multi packs and creative bundles <laughs> and some of that other more advanced stuff. That yeah, it's not really advanced or complicated, but it gives you some advantages if you run into a bit of a crowd selling the same thing you're selling. But let's explore the simplicity of your model. Like how do you find ideas on what products to sell? How do you find your wholesalers? I love the simplicity of your model. Okay. So to find some wholesalers for me, what I did was when you're sitting there watching TV, like you have commercials come up on TV and they're like, Hey, buy our product. It does this. And it's like, Hey, I wonder if that sells on Amazon. So you're just sitting on their couch with my laptop anyway, and you look it up and you're like, Hey, look, they sell on Amazon. So then you go to the company's website, send them a quick email, and goes, "Hey, I love your product. I want to sell it. You know, can you point me in the direction of, you know, two or three distributors that work with like medium-sized sellers? And then they'll send you a list. And then you simply contact the wholesaler distributors they'd recommended and say, "Hey, such and such a company recommended that I contact you based on this for this product." Because I'm a buyer and I want to buy a bunch of your stuff. And <laughs> guess why wanna... they make stuff? So somebody will buy it, <laughs> ideally in bulk. I mean, this isn't complicated. 
And no. you know what? I love. Here's a little side <laughs> note. Here's a little side. Here's a little bonus. This is the kind of stuff people listen to Silent Sales Machine Radio. You won't get this anywhere else. You just revealed a way to make your cable television bill 100% tax deductible. I'm almost missed it the first time, but you're oh. doing research. I'm not watching. Uh, <laughs> uh, what do you watch? <laughs> Friends reruns? I don't know. Hey, yeah. I, no, I'm not. Watch, I'm things. watching for the commercials. I'm doing product research. So therefore, my cable bill is 100% tax deductible. There you go. There's a little freebie. Yeah. Run it past your accountant, but I think I just nailed that one. Uh, but anyway, it, so you've gotten some of your product ideas straight from television commercials, straight up like, hey, interesting product. I'm, I wonder if it's on Amazon. And even if it is already on Amazon, tell me what you do. Well, depending on what the product is, sometimes you can be like, oh, I can sell this as a multi-pack of two or three or four. Because what I have found on Amazon is that the majority of things that you sell in singles, Amazon can come on at any time and just destroy the listing because they're like, oh, you're selling a one pack of whatever this item is, and they can go out and buy a pallet of one pack. But Amazon doesn't really have the capabilities at the moment to be like, oh, we're going to make a multi-pack of two or three or bundles. So they just do the singles. So once you start doing twos, threes, and fours or more, then Amazon, you kind of drop Amazon off by the side that Amazon won't come on your listing because they don't do multi-packs. Recently, they've come on to a few of them, but the majority of the time they don't. So it just prevents you from getting one giant competitor in your backyard. And they virtually never do bundles. Yeah. Never. Virtually never. So, yeah, two great ways to protect yourself. And even if there's other sellers in there, that doesn't scare you away necessarily, right? It's a, it's a profit margin decision. It is all profit margin decision. I'm all about the net money I make at the end of the sale. Some people are all about the ROI, like, oh, what's my ROI? Well, you can make 1,000% on something and still only make $2, where it's like, yes, I still make $2, but it's 10% rather than 1,000%. But it's still, at the end of the day, you're still just making money and still just churning and just letting it fall out of your business, and then you have more of it to spend elsewhere. And just as a reminder to the listener, how long did it take you to sell your first million dollars, and what was your profit margin roughly? What did you say? Uh, 16 months? 17 months. 17 so months. So it was zero to a million in 17 months. So it was, I started January 1st, 2016 with that New Year's resolution of I'm going to start an online business and I'm going to sell on Amazon. And this is it. And you're working how <laughs> just, many hours at your, at your uh, full time real job that you love? Uh, the job I love. I work 40 hours real job and you got to take care of a three and four year old. <laughs> <laughs> and your wife works, works full-time as well. She works full-time. And she works yeah. the opposite hours we do. So we shake hands at the door and trade uh, off. <laughs> see, we, we're going to try to change that, though. Because she doesn't yeah. like her job as much as you like yours, right? That's correct. Like, given the opportunity, she'd be a stay-home mom, I take it. Maybe you do a little bit of this Amazon stuff on the side. You guys talked about that? <laughs> yeah, she definitely would like to prefer to be a stay-at-home mom. Jim always has talked about in the past on some of his other podcasts and some of his things. He always says, the why are you doing this? And it can't just be, I want more money, because that's not going to drive you in the end to actually get you anywhere. So my drive is the why are you doing this is so that my wife can stay at home with the kids, because everyone knows that has kids. They're, you blink, and my kid's already four. I know like in a couple, it's not going to feel like any time at all, because it's already almost July 4th. But you turn around again, and the kid's going to be 12, wanting to drive a car in 16, and, yeah. you know, and you're Dude, never going to see him I'm, again. I'm living it, man. I'm living that exact what you just said. And I'm so grateful these past 15 years I've got to be home. And like even in our pre-call, Eric, you know, you and I were talking and one of the kiddos walked in and he wanted to see his pet. I'm in a I'm in a borrowed office space right now. Long story. My house burned down. <laughs> Listen to the previous episode if you haven't heard about that. It's like I'm on borrowed space and borrowed equipment and all this and my kids are walking in and out. I wouldn't trade that for the world. Are you kidding me? 
just being able to be here as they grow up and remembering having those memories together. Some of the most valuable conversations I've had with my kids have been when they've walked in, just totally interrupted my work, which is fine. If the door's open, I tell them, if the door's open, that means I'm not recording. Come on in. And if I am recording, you can still come on in if it's really important. (laughs) We'll edit that out later, right? So we don't have any, you know, I don't have to go away. And uh, just having at least one if not both of the parents in the scene, you know, around the clock, but I mean, you, you love that work you do. That's awesome. Keep plugging away, man. But just that vision you have for let's get one of the parents, let's get the mom home and replace that income and more than replace that income. And she can, you know, if she has an entrepreneurial spirit, she can plug away at this on the side too. But I love that. Why that you guys have, and that'll take you places. And you've already proven you guys have the capacity to make this happen. Let's talk about that million for a second. Mm-hmm. How much does that win in the bank? What's your net at the end of the day? So gross is 12, 12.5% and then gross is 9.5%. Because as time goes on, you can't do it all yourself. You would like to think you can do it all yourself, but there comes a point when you have to give away stuff that is not making you money to a degree. Like for me, for for labeling a product, putting it in a bag for my for the multi packs, you put in a bag or stickering items or putting them in a box, typing in the box contents, shipping them off to Amazon, you know, ship, you know, creating the UPS order. Those are all things you're trying to outsource to people that work for you. Like I have an aunt and uncle who come over every Thursday night, Amazon night at our house. So if you're coming, it. you know it's Amazon night. <laughs> That's great. So, so I give them a little, you know, you give them money because. Can't expect them to do it for free. They volunteered in the beginning, but when you start making money, you don't want to be greedy because then it'll just be mean. So I mean, you just you you know you're just being a giving spirit and you just give them you know money that they're entitled to. Oh, you got to pay them. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. to build a system, you know, you're you're paying people. I mean, you can do favors for a while with family, or whatever, but you got to pay. That's now you know you've built a true system. Everybody's walking away benefiting financially. Yeah, and they're happy with the money they're getting paid. I'm happy with them sending the products out. You know, and it just works well for the whole system part. So in the last 16, 17 months, you've basically put an extra $100,000 in the bank. Yes. If I'm understanding your numbers correctly. And you've got a pretty good system that doesn't need a whole lot of work from you. Now, I know you still do quite a bit, but we were talking even before the call. A lot of that stuff you can outsource. A lot of these calls, you can have someone else, this system that we've pretty much revealed. I mean, you see any product on the shelf. It doesn't have to be on a TV commercial. You've Uh been in retail stores. You pick it up and you look at at the label. It says distributed by company X. You call company X, right? Like, Mm -hmm. it's say, hey, I'm a buyer. (laughs) I want to sell your stuff. Mm -hmm. And you were sharing with me the number of companies. It's not that many companies that you've plugged into, but what's your success rate now? I'm 11 out of 12 at the moment. 11 for 12. 11 for 12. And most of this money, the first million only came from four wholesalers. The other ones I've added on later, but that million really just drove from four wholesalers. So you don't need a lot of products. You just need to, I mean, a lot of wholesalers, you just need to be able to focus on what they have. And then the same thing, like when you see a product that you like and you ask them about it, you're like, all right, they tell you, oh yeah, we have this product and that product. You're like, great. Always ask them, what else you got? Or what else do you represent? Or what other brands do you know of that you are in control of? Because the one company I just signed up for, they have six other lines that I haven't even looked at. Never heard of them. 
but doesn't mean it's not pop. I'm, I live on the East Coast. Doesn't mean it's not popular on the West Coast, down in the South, up in the North. I don't know anything about the company, so I still have to do all the research on them. But you know, it just keeps opening up and opening up. That's beautiful. Here's something we haven't talked about on any of these products that you're selling. Are you the only one selling it on Amazon, or are you in with other competitors on all of these products? Well, it's all things that there's always the flux of people in and people out. But there are some products that become discontinued, and then you're the only one who's on the listing. And then that gives you a monopoly, which is great. Is a great situation to have when you're a monopoly on a product. Because there used to be a product I was selling, selling it for like $50, $60 a box. So I was making $15 for every box I sold. And then the manufacturer discontinued it. And I was like, oh, no, they discontinued it. But then one of my wholesalers did inventory, and they found 100 cases. <laughs> so I just immediately purchased 100 cases and then raised the price up to $75. And then they all sold out because everyone on Amazon can click on the wish list and say, tell me when this is back in stock. So then all of a sudden they're all paying their top dollar for all the products that come back in stock. I love it. I love it. I do have to go back to the, as me and Jim, Jim was talking about, we were talking before and he had mentioned that in his pack course, there was um, a spot. I have to go see in Teresa Rose where she says there's a whole spot about golden gaps in Amazon stuff where there are things that were once in stock that are now out of stock that people were paying for. I mean, there's, I get emails every day. Amazon's great. They send you an email, popular products out of stock at Amazon. <laughs> Go find it. <laughs> yeah, they tell you. Right. So, yeah, that you're talking about the Teresa Rose, uh, part of the Proven Amazon course module. Uh, this is actually a podcast episode where Teresa and I drove deep into exactly how to do this. But, and, you know, because so far, let's recap. Okay, Eric's told us, hey, watch TV commercials and see who distributes <laughs> the products. I mean, that's a great way to get product ideas. Or in a retail store. Look at interesting products. Who's it distributed by? Call the wholesaler. Well, another angle is to go into Amazon. And this is a real short recap of what Teresa and I talked about. We'll stick the exact episode number in the show notes for this, for the show is to go into Amazon and say, Hey, what was selling really well and is now out of stock on Amazon? Let's dig a little deeper, maybe than other people are willing to. Let's call the wholesalers and distributors and see if they've got any of this product left. And we could be the only seller and introduce it back into Amazon now. Uh, and she's done that numerous times. Yeah, thanks for mentioning that, no which is a strategy I think that, Eric, you could just kill it because you, it's kind of coming at the problem from the other angle. Like what was a hot seller and it's now sold out? Let's go yeah. find some because maybe the seller who was selling it was lazy. The only reason it's sold out is because they just stopped ordering it for some reason. And there's still plenty of it out there to be found. And uh, so we teach you how to go in and find those. Well, you know, what challenges have you – were there any unexpected challenges you hit along the way? And this is a question kind of coming out of the cold. But <laughs> if someone's sitting there thinking, man, you guys are making this sound kind of easy. What is it they're not telling me? What are these you – know, what's going to hit me? Like that first time you had something delivered to your house and it didn't fit maybe or you know, <laughs> something like that. Like let's help people think through what hurdles they might have to clear that maybe we're not sharing. Any surprises come to mind? One of the surprises was capitalization. Like you have some companies who don't accept credit cards. They only accept cash transfer. So you have to figure out a way to get financing for that. Or they'll do like a one time they'll let you do like a one time credit card order. But after that they want a different payment method. So that's where you just go talk to your local bank. You really should create a relationship with your local banker. Like I walk into my PNC branch down the street, his name is Matt. Hey, I walked to his office, knock on his door. He's usually not busy. He said, hey, what's going on? What can we do? And I had a credit line within 24 hours. 
So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Love it's it. like they just, they just want to know like, hey, how long you've been in business? And then it's great when people want your money because then they're like, oh, since I've only been in business less than two years. Some people don't consider us a real business because you haven't been in business two years because so you're not salted or old enough or seasoned, I think is the word. You're not really a seasoned business. You're just you just get into this and then we just really don't get it. And they're like, how, how are you making this much money and how are you doing this? And you're like, oh, I'm just doing this stuff. And they're like, okay. Because he's a surfer, so I related to him how there's um, wax and surfboards and all this stuff and taught him how to bundle something really quickly in like under 10 minutes. And he's like, oh, that's great. But I don't think he's ever sold anything. But Just have him go listen yeah. to episode number two <laughs> of the – Silent Jim podcast, right? There you go. Boom. Yeah. That's uh, Brett and I talked through all that. That's, uh, that's one of our most popular episodes. Thanks for the reference. Uh, but I don't know what else I'm trying to think of other hurdles. Like, I mean the whole gating thing that's erupted on Amazon. Um, when I started out, that wasn't there, but after 11 months, it was there, but it's really easy when you have a wholesaler. Hey, I have your invoice. Here you go. You know, ungated. Boom. Ungated instantly. I mean, sometimes there's these IP infringement claims that come out where people are like, oh, you're illegally using my product. Like you're like a manufacturer is on the listing themselves and you're on the listing. They'll, they'll say you're IP infringement fraud. You're like, all right, you contact them. You work it out with Amazon. What I'll do in that case, and then I'll shoot the company an email and say, look, I understand that you don't want me to sell your product. You just want to be greedy and get all the money. So let me just sell out what I have and I'll never order from you again or I'll never order your product again to sell. And then yeah. just... And just leave the listing. Someone, I don't know who it was. I've listened to so many things. They said, don't fall in love with a product. And it is so true. There are products I used to buy and I could sell every day for $5 a box profit. Now, if I bought that same item, I would lose a dollar. <laughs> and that's even at my wholesale level. Yeah, <laughs> so I don't know yeah. how these people are making the money. But it's just the thing where it's like, this was a great product, but then it died. But you still keep an eye on it because it might come back and once other people run out of money or decide that's not a good seller anymore, it might come back. But don't fall in love with it and be like, oh, I have to sell this because it's not worth it. You know, Just keep sourcing more and better products and then just some of them will fall by the wayside. I only have 200 SKUs. It's not like I have thousands of SKUs. It's just you have 200 and then sometimes you lose two a week, but then you're gaining five or six or ten or a dozen. You know, It's just in a constant flux. I love it. You know, I'm not a big fan of the advice. It may feel like I'm coming out of left field with this, but I, <laughs> I have, actually have a point here. I'm not a big fan of the advice that says, you know, sell something you know a lot about when you're getting started. You know, get in there and sell stuff that you're really familiar with and that you're passionate about it. But, you know, cause to me, you can very easily get married to a product. And then six months later, you're sending me emails like the ones I get <laughs> probably 10 a week that say, okay, Jim, I'm desperate. Help me out here. I've got product X in my garage. It was my passion a year and a half ago. So I went all in and now I just can't, you know, now there's exceptions when that works out well, but it's kind of like the guy who straps his guitar on his back and moves to Nashville because he's a country music singer. You know, he hitchhikes to Nashville. Some success stories start that way, but millions of disaster stories start that way, right? Now they're a waiter at Chili's, you know, I mean, like that's how most of those stories end because they married you marry the product, you marry your passion too soon. Mm-hmm. I propose, however, something more like what you're talking about right now, Eric. Let's put some money in the bank. Let's buy widget X. I don't care what it is for 10 bucks and sell it for 50 on Amazon. Put some money in the bank. This is simple stuff. And then with that free time and that margin, which is one of my favorite words lately, build <laughs> some margin into your life, not just in your pricing structure, but in your time management and your relationships in your health, right? Like that's why I focus on staying healthy because that way if I get sick, 
I get healthier faster. I've got some margin in my life. So once you've built some margin in your life, now pursue that passion. Now put a little money into that dream project. But if you go all in on products you love early on, that's just too risky. There's just no need for it. When stuff like what you're talking about right now, Eric, you're watching some TV or you see a commercial even on the internet or YouTube or whatever. It's like, oh, I wonder if that product's on Amazon yet. Even if it is on Amazon, guys, take a shot at it. Maybe you'll just be one of six people who are making a great profit on that product. Why not? Don't get married to the products. I love that lesson too. Well, any other challenges popping in mind or what else are we leaving out? Well, I was thinking about the whole reinvesting profits. Like when I started out in January of 16, and you make up two hundred dollars in the in your whole month. You made two hundred dollars profit. You could go take that two hundred dollars and go out to a really nice dinner. But if you used what I did and just keep reinvesting that money in back into your business, all of a sudden that two hundred becomes two fifty the next month. And it just as long as you're reinvesting your profits back into your business, so it can continue to grow. Otherwise, you're just strangling it and you're not giving it any chance to grow. Like yeah. you have to be willing to put money. It's great when you see money. You're like, hey, money. <laughs> but you know, we were doing a. A renovation project at our house, and our we had tapped out our construction line back in May of sixteen, and they the builder came to us and said, "Look, we need three thousand dollars to put this beam in the ceiling because they found a load bearing wall that wasn't <laughs> wasn't accounted for." So my wife was a little, was a little freaking out, but I was like, "Hey, look, I have some money in an account. You'll be fine." So she's like, "What do you mean we have money in an account?" I'm like, "Oh, we have some money set aside in an account. You'll be fine." So, you know, next day you write a check and everything's great. <laughs> oh, I love it. That's the beautiful part about having your own. And maybe it's, you know, it's a side income. I don't know from your perspective, it's still kind of a side income thing. you got a great career kind of job going on. But once you have some margin in your bank account, all of these life's challenges, you know, like you talk about this $3,000 surprise, they become a matter of writing a check instead of stressing out and you changing your whole lifestyle and trying to accommodate and getting putting on the credit card and the stress between you and your wife. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's great. It's a great thing to have some margin in your bank account. But the faster you roll it back into good inventory, yeah, there's there's nothing more powerful than the compounding effect of reinvesting money back into a system that's growing. You can make so much. It's the best investment you can make. There's yeah. You know, what have you turned that $200 into now? Just rolling it over and rolling it over. You know, look at the return on investment. There's no $200 investment you could have gone and mm-hmm. made that would produce those kind of results in the marketplace. Yeah. Because now every month, now we're like churning out, you know, you make like somewhere in like the range of like $17,000 a month, like net profit, like just coming out of Amazon, you're making 17000 Like if you had told me that was possible, I would have left. I would have left. I wouldn't have believed you. <laughs> yeah. But now it's now it really happened. I mean, I, I remember very specifically, Eric, when it occurred to me that I had a business that was now making me an extra couple hundred dollars a week. And I was I remember thinking very clearly, this is seventeen or so years ago, this has changed our lives forever. If I can just sustain this. But well, that was the good beginning. Note. Oh, sorry. No, I, I was gonna say, you know, now if if we don't have five figure days, I'm like, God, oh, that was a slow day. You know, it's just your, your perspective changes, your team grows, the expectations grow, but it, it never stops being so much fun just Mm. seeing that, you know, adding commas and zeros, but it feels the same way as those little benchmarks where, wow, I don't have to worry 
about my utilities ever again. If I can, if I stay on this path, never again. I remember that feeling. Uh, but the numbers just keep getting bigger. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say like, so in January, I was like, what is my overall goal? Like you should set goals. At some point, I think we've talked with Jim about setting goals in the past where it's like, you need to set a goal. Why? Because you need to try to achieve that goal. So the goal for me, like in the beginning of when I started this was, I want to sell $100,000 a year. And then how do you do that? But then to keep chopping it back into smaller and smaller bits, I'm like, what? I would just be happy if I could make $100 more a week. You know, so that's $400 a month. So that's $5,000 more a year. I would be happy just to have an extra five grand a year to do something with. <laughs> that was like how it all started. I'm like, I would just like to have an extra $100 a week. And then eventually, so then as time goes on, you're like, I want an extra $200 a week. Now I want an extra 300 and 400 And it just keeps growing and growing. And eventually yeah. you just come to a number that you're like, that's just ludicrous. That doesn't make sense why there's this much money there. But yeah, there it, well, you know, you've actually, you're uncovering, there's a principle that I've talked about a couple times on this podcast. It's actually a Hebrew principle. It's a business truth, I believe, that applies to all businesses. Let's say that your goal, Eric, and this is for the listener, of, of course, as well, is I only need X amount per week or month, and then that's the level I need to get to. And as once I hit that level, that's the level I need to maintain, and I will be fine. That is actually a very dangerous and unlikely scenario to ever work. You've actually designed a system that will fail. If you aren't intentionally designing a system that will grow, you're designing a system that will die. There's no in-between. You're either building or you're dying. There's no sustaining. And that has to do with relationships. It has to do with health. It has to do with your business, your finances, your numbers, all areas of life. You're either growing or dying. Yeah. It's a biblical Hebrew truth. So actually, the pursuit of growth, it's not a its not a matter of selfishness or I need more. You can grow your team, pay people more generously. I mean, you want to be growing that pie, but to aim for something that's just level, that's an impossible target mm-hmm. to hit, and it's actually aiming for uh, hurting your business. So just something for those out there, because I know I've hurt people's feelings in the past. Sometimes I'll say, Hey, you know, you, you've got to treat this like a real business. I mean, I know you're making that extra 500 bucks a month, but you got to treat it like a real business. So that 500 a month will go away. And I've hurt some feelings before in saying that, but it's true. You've got to have a plan to grow. You've got to be growing or, you know, like you just mentioned earlier, sometimes those two or three products of your 200 that are dropping off, that'll catch up with you if you're not adding that five or six mm-hmm. a month of new products. Uh, be very intentional about it. Well, what else do you have to share for the listeners today? I think this has been some good stuff. Any more real specific tips even possibly we can give folks on uh, what you think they should do or maybe a, a tip for finding a wholesaler or something we haven't talked about yet? Just throw out some good ideas because I know you're such an encourager in our Facebook group. You've really yeah. helped a lot of folks out with some of the tips and, and the encouragement on what you've got going on. Um, so if you don't have yeah. leads, if you don't have time to like research in the stores, what I've done, I take my iPhone out, my smartphone. I actually take pictures of aisles. Like I'm just walking down the aisle, like at my grocery store. I just stop in the grocery store. I just take pictures in the aisle of product. Like you just have, you know, your phones are so good now at getting pictures. You can just take pictures while you're walking down the aisle. So there's all the prices in that. And then when you get home, because the three and four year olds are not nagging you when you're asleep, because they, you know, in the grocery store they want stuff. But when you're at home, you can take all the free time you want and just pull the pictures up that you download back to your desktop, and you could just start looking at products from there I as love opposed it. to having to, you know, stare in the store. Or to to boost that concept just a little bit, send it to your 
outsource virtual assistant and mm-hmm. say, hey, look through these 800 products that I took pictures of today while I was out shopping for stuff I needed anyway and tell me which ones are a good fit for the model I've told yeah. you, which is there's a wholesaler that we can get a hold of. There's decent profit margin based on how many competitors we have on Amazon, et cetera. Yeah, I love it. Also, I'll, I was going to say, actually, my last wholesale I actually just got this weekend. There was a doggy derby in town. I'm not really a, a – so people bring their dogs and stuff to this pet place. Yeah, sure. And I walked down, and this place was there. And I was like, I've been meaning to go to this place for like the last six months because it's in my industrial park. Every town has like a little industrial center. So go drive through your industrial center. Just go drive through it. Just write down the name of every single company that you see in there that could be a potential company to go buy and sell stuff from. So I went into this guy's place. and I was like, well, I went to his little booth there. And I was like, hey, I've seen this place in the industrial park. Can I buy from you? He's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Just go on my website. Go here. Just type all your information in there. Tell me that you, you know, tell me that you saw me here, and we'll have an account for you in 24 hours. I was like, "That's fantastic!" <laughs> so now I have a new pet account. Oh, so he, I, I love it. That still reminds me of a tip I heard once: where any businesses in your region that have a shipping dock, like yeah. uh, where the trucks can back up and unload, right? That's what you're talking about—the industrial park, the big, yeah. you know, square buildings that are like three stories tall, and just like what's in there. <laughs> stuff, man. Those are people you want to meet, businesses you want to get to know, local opportunities. Figure out a way to get to know them. There's opportunity there. Maybe they've got stuff sitting on their shelves that's been there like they just don't know how to get rid of it. You know, I mean, all kinds of opportunity, but I love it. Yeah. Get to know the businesses that are local because, hey, I'm here local. We sell stuff online and I'd love to build a relationship with you. They want to sell their stuff. All businesses have stuff they want to sell. We overcomplicate this sometimes, but I love the simplicity of the message today, Eric, and that is you, know, you don't need an advanced degree in analyzing statistics and graphical analysis of trends, and you don't need any of that. You pick up the phone, you call a company and say, hey, if I wanted to buy some of your product, what's your minimum order quantity? I, yep. I resell. I resell. I want to buy some. And 11 times out of 12, they said, hey, we'll send you a, a price list and you can start checking us out. You found yeah. stuff on there that was profitable. You started buying it. You sold a million dollars in the last 17 months. I, mean, I was going to say another tip, but I guess it was actually about using Google Chrome. Uh, me and Jim had discussed Google. Before I got sold on Amazon, all I used was Internet Explorer because that was my – I never uh, clicked on I'm so Chrome. sorry. <laughs> and, then, and then I found Google Chrome because RevSeller, uh, an app that Jim had recommended, was yeah. like, it only works on Google Chrome. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I have to use this then. And now I own like 20 or – I think there's 20 little buttons up there different extensions that just makes my life so much easier. You can still do it manually. Don't get me wrong. Manual stuff is so you, – you still do it. It just becomes cumbersome when you have to do the sourcing part. The faster you can do it, the better off you are. So like Red Seller just brings everything to the top. It brings you up to the sales report, what your profit would be, what the cost is, the ASIN, the parent ASIN, the child ASIN. You know, it just brings up all and all this stuff, and it just – makes it so much easier. I love that you, uh, you brought that up. I didn't realize you were going to do that, but we actually have the best price on RevSeller that you can get anywhere. If you go to provenamazoncourse.com slash RevSeller, R-E-V-S-E-L-L-E-R, I just confirmed, 
RevSeller. Yeah, it's a great tool that does product research for you very, very quickly. Now, it's stuff you could do on your own if you want to take the time and pull up a couple browser windows, but it just, yeah. boom, puts it right in your face and gives you all the details you need to make a good purchase decision very quickly. Yeah, because it'll just bring it up and go, after all that Amazon's fees and the shipping thing, it'll say, you're going to make $12.15. You're like, great. It costs, and it tells you the weight too. So it's like, oh, it weighs a half a pound. It costs me 20 cents a pound to ship in. So it costs me 10 cents to ship it. And then can I, does my... Does it meet my minimum? Can I buy it for cheaper than this is? Is either a yes or a no? Yeah. And boom. If it's Easy yes, decision. boom, boom. So yeah, it just cuts the whole decision time, just in you know, not in half, but it's even sometimes more than half. Yeah. It's like, well, our, our whole leadership team, we we analyze, I would say, ten to fifteen products a month that make it to the point where we actually check it out. There's hundreds that want to get on our radar, mm-hmm. but I don't want to say the most popular, but it's in the top three most popular tool we've ever told our community about as far as from our leadership team saying, yep, everyone gave it a thumbs up. We need to tell people mm-hmm. about this was RevSeller. And so we approached them and said, Hey, we want a great price. We're getting ready to send you a b- bunch of customers. And they agreed. And uh, <laughs> yeah. So the best price you could find yeah. anywhere on that fantastic tool is proven Amazon course.com slash rev seller. But still only like seller. $70 for a year. It's, it's not cheap. even a monthly yeah. thing. It's just like for a whole year. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, like eight dollars it, a month. <laughs> it's ridiculously inexpensive. Yeah. 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 Well, cool, man. Great tips. And for those of you who are maybe running or driving, or whatever, you know, I'll have a link to the Rev Seller huge discount in the show notes as well. All kinds of good stuff in the show notes today. You're going to want to go check that out. And uh, be sure and stop in to the Facebook group and tell Eric thank you for doing this. By any chance, I hadn't asked you, are you going to our CES event this year in Orlando in September? With a full-time job, man, that'd be tricky, the little kids. and I'm, We're actually expecting a third child at the last week of September, first week of October. Really? I didn't so, know. Awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. <laughs> so, yeah, I really don't. I, <laughs> I don't see that happening, man. But it's yeah. still not. Maybe 2018. Maybe 2018, dude. Yeah. Virtual. I'll watch it virtually. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. We're trying to get the live stream going, man. Hotels and live stream just usually don't work out well, but that's another story for another day. Uh, Well, hey, this has been a great call, Eric. I really appreciate your time. Tell your wife, thank you so much for loaning us, loaning us you for a short while here. And I'd love to have you back again sometime if you agree, man, as you learn new lessons and come into some new ideas. Thank you for being a part of our community and for encouraging so many folks. And I just love that I get to hang out with people like cool, you know, virtually hang out with cool people like you. This is what I do for a living. Hang out with cool cats like you, man. So thank you uh, for being awesome. And and uh, God bless you guys, man. Any final thoughts to leave with uh, listeners before we cut out? Uh, just take action. Do something. Even if it's the smallest thing as downloading the Amazon app on your phone and going out and scanning one product. Because going from zero to one is the hardest thing. It's hard for the first 30 days, 30, 60 days. It sucks. It really does. But after those first 30, 60 days on the learning curve, after you do that, it's just rinse and repeat and rinse and repeat and keep adding replenishable items and keep growing and growing and growing. And eventually, you'll be <laughs> on a podcast with Jim. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Outgrow me, dude. That's just, I love yeah. when I get to work with students who are outdoing me, man. I've got a bunch of them now that are just like, I'm like, wow, teach me what you know. This is so cool. <laughs> just to be in a community of those kind of incredible people. Uh, but yeah, sky's the limit. This is the right time to have your own internet-based business, guys. Yeah. And th- th- I think this show, the cool thing about this show today was no matter if you're brand new, and Eric just encouraged you to take those first few steps, or you've been doing this a while. You're like, wow, I've overcomplicated wholesale. 
I don't need to go buy a $6,000 course. I could just start picking <laughs> up packages and calling distributors. Yeah, it is that easy, guys. It really is. Uh, so I love it, man. This is good stuff. Well, hey, I'm going to end it for real this time. Hey, listeners, thank you so much for hanging out with us for a while today. This was a great episode, man. Worth the price of admission, right? It's free. <laughs> hey, we love having you here on the show, and I love doing this. Can't wait to do it again with you real soon. This is Jim, Silent Sales Machine Radio, signing off. Talk to you real soon. <laughs>